legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. Iron Mag Labs. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I am your host, Jeff Roberts, and I am here, as always, with my co-host, Matt Wyke. What's up, Matt? Hey, we're, we're doing it a little early. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm energetic. I'm caffeinated. It's going to be a good show. Likewise, all the above. I had some, uh, actually, I had pork rinds and pepperoni for breakfast, and... Uh, I have a caffeine drink going right now, so I am fucking fueled up and ready to go. Nice. So, actually, the, like you, you mentioned us doing this early. We are doing it early at 3.30. We usually do it around 8 o'clock, 7.30. Um, this is because I'm having Charles Dixon on International Iron with Lee and I at 8 o'clock tonight. So, everyone can look forward to that. I'll probably be up Thursday night, Friday morning, something like that, along with this show. But what we're going to get to right off the bat is <laughs> Mr. What does he call himself? Mr. Getting It Done, uh, Kai Green, who doesn't ever get it done. But um, he was apparently he was on Jimmy Fallon. We talked about some weird skit-looking thing that he did where he talked about being a, like sexual abuse and what do you call it when someone forces you to have sex with them. Uh, that's called rape, by the way. But... um. I mean, and we, we, you and I theorized that that was probably some sort of audition, and I'm pretty sure we were correct in that because it just doesn't, it hasn't come up anymore, and I feel like if that was a true story he was telling, it would be kind of all over the place, right? and it's not. Plus, now that he's on Jimmy Fallon, and he's trying to do this shit, uh, this, you know, he's trying to be an actor, which, I mean... Go figure, a bodybuilder trying to be an actor, you know? Every bodybuilder thinks they're Arnold Schwarzenegger, but none of them are. So, he was on Jimmy Fallon. It was just kind of ridiculous, dumb uh, segment where they all stuffed themselves in a phone booth. There was a uh, one of the guys, what was his name? Brooke something, the, the dude that plays in the NBA. He's a big center. He was there. Plays for the, I can't remember who he plays for. But, yeah, and... um. I just think the first thing that comes into my mind when I see Kai Green on Jimmy Fallon is like, why does it have to be Kai Green? Of all the people that could represent bodybuilding on national television, why Kai Green? Why the five foot eight, three hundred pound, gut slanging, predator haircut, scary looking Kai Green who's all like acts all strange and like he's on drugs? Why the hell 
does that have to be the guy who represents our sport on national television? That's like, I hear people say, like, I've heard John Romano say that Kai's great for being on TV, represent, like, no. I totally disagree with that. You want to represent bodybuilding? You put Cedric up there. You put Jay up there. You put, you know, Dorian up there even. Dorian's dry, but he's not weird. You know what I mean? Like, People can relate to these guys and the stuff that they say. Nobody on the planet can relate to Kai Green. Nobody. He's not relatable. His physique's not relatable. The way he looks in general is not relatable. And his attitude and personality is fake and totally not relatable. It's I just it's disappointing to me that the one guy who is is seeming even Phil Heath, get Phil Heath on there. Yeah, good looking the Olympia. Yeah, dude, good looking guy, well spoken. Not that Kai's not well spoken. That's not what it's about. It's just like Phil is. I mean, I remember my mom three years ago. My mom watched Generation Iron, and she texts me, and she's like, "Oh, Phil Heath is very good looking. He's not gross looking at all, you know." And that's that was my mom. Like my mom trains now, and she's kind of like getting into bodybuilding. But this was before that. She was didn't even sniff the gym at at that point you know like and plus phil is real phil talk about hoops he'll talk about he's like he's real you know he's not this fucking fake silo uh jesus what what, um philosophical philosophical he's not this fake philosophical wannabe guy with this fucking predator hair it's just i don't know why, why kai green like this that's just the worst guy to, to try to represent bodybuilding because he kind of – well, it's not the worst guy. The worst guy will be Rich Piana. But <laughs> beyond going with Rich Piana or or even like – I think Cali Muscle would be better than Kai Green because Cali Muscle would at least probably talk in, in a real sense. He wouldn't be like a joke. Maybe he would. But um, outside of Rich Piana, I think Kai's the worst person. Kai just solidifies all the niche – weird effed up things about bodybuilding that people how people perceive it you know i feel like kai just embodies those in a way and someone like jay or phil or cedric um lee haney but lee haney's not diesel anymore so you couldn't really pick him but any of the top guys i mean you you could have i mean david henry i mean he's really short but that that guy he's he's just a normal dude you know he's just a normal confident guy with charisma and it's just Kai is just the worst guy. I don't know. What's your take on the whole Kai on Jimmy Fallon trying to be an actor crap? Well, I, I think we need to to look at this from you know a broader scope. You don't see Kai really doing anything in bodybuilding right now. Yeah, he's still training, but look what he's doing. All artsy stuff. You know, obviously he's doing a skit when he was in Australia, and that was the whole sexual abuse type of thing. Because if that was real, that would have blew up, and and Kai's name would have been everywhere about how this you know three hundred plus pound bodybuilder, uh, you know, was sexually abused as a kid. You know, whatever the case may be, there would have been more to that story. It would have been all over the news, at least in our industry. Maybe not mainstream, because mainstream only focuses on what they want to focus on. Right, but. I mean, it's he does that. He's he's going to do seminars. He's you know doing his own production with Generation Iron. He's he's behind the camera with Generation Iron. Now he's on Jimmy Fallon. 
it seems like he's trying to build this up into something different. And this might be his exit strategy out of the industry. If if he can kind of get his foot in the door in, in the acting world and in that realm of the industry, he's he's gone. I, I think Kai's you know days in this industry are probably numbered. I think he feels the pressure of of the fans pushing back about him, you know, once again bowing out of the Olympia. And rightfully so. I think it was a bitch move. Um, you know, whether it's something that he has with um, AMI, Weed or whatever, Mike, uh, Robin Chang, I, I don't really care. You know, you do it for the fans. You do it for the sport. You do it because it's something that, in in your own words, is something that he was destined to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to bitch out of the Olympia is is one of the worst things that you can possibly do for your career. So what are you going to do? Come back in, in 2017 and just wipe the, the Arnolds again? Okay, golf clap. Congratulations. There's nobody <laughs> that really competes in those. That's worth a shit because they're all training for the Olympia. So if you want to compete with the best of the best, put your big boy panties on and get on the fucking stage at the Olympia. Don't do all this Arnold stuff. Collect your little checks. I get it. It's a business. But for the industry... It's such a bitch move. It's such a cop-out. If you want to go be an actor, go be a fucking actor. I don't care. You know, we have so many great bodybuilders today that if we lose Kai, nobody's going to fucking care. Yeah, I get it. He has a big fan base. But you know what? Dana Lynn Bailey has a big fan base, too. She's not fucking competing. Nobody's talking about her anymore. She's doing her own thing. So, okay, go do your own thing. Leave the industry. And then we don't have to talk about you anymore. It's kind of like yeah. the, the whole Rich Piana thing. Like, it's so fucking played out. I was so sick of talking about Rich. You know, I, I'm glad that he's fighting the skin cancer thing. I don't I don't uh, wish that on anybody, um, regardless of, of how I feel about them. But it's – I don't understand what Kai's doing. It, nothing that he's doing right now makes any sense to me. If, if you don't want to be in this realm, in this industry, in this sport, that's fine. Then tell us, hey, I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm, you know, putting my trunks up, my mask. I'm out. I'm out. See you guys later. You'll see me on the big screen. Right. I think you you um, mentioned you you brought up a good point. You said that you feel that Kai is trying to leave the bodybuilding industry behind and getting to acting and and so on. I think you're 100 percent right. The problem is it's not going to happen. It's like every bodybuilder tries to do that. And of all the bodybuilders that have tried, and I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to happen for sure, but I would bet most of my money on it that it won't happen. I mean, think about this. Gunter Schlerkamp tried to do that. Failed. Gunter is, I mean, come on. Who has a better chance of making it in Hollywood, Gunter or Kai? Kevin Lavroni tried to do that. Who has a better chance of making it in Hollywood, Kevin Lavroni or Kai, who has more charisma? Who's more confident? Who has the look more? Jay Cutler tried to do that and failed. Who Who's more likely to, to succeed in Hollywood? Jay Cutler or Kai Green? I mean, it's not even close. It's like they all try to do this, and Kai is the worst of all of them. Like, dude, you're five foot eight, 300 pounds with a gut. And you have this, like, scary, like, superhero fucking guy from that Goro guy from Mortal Kombat look going on. It's it's just, what, 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 
what are you going to do on the uh, in in Hollywood or on TV? Where Geico do you fit? Where do, yeah, where do you fit in? And you got guys like Brandon Curry doing commercials. Um what's his name? Callie Muscle doing commercials. The thing about Callie Muscle is Callie Muscle is actually a decent actor. He has it's some funny. he has some acting ability. And Brandon Curry is he has he has the look, you know what I mean? Like Brandon Curry's like an immaculate looking human being. Perfect skin, good looking guy. He's got that perfect fucking facial hair, tiny little waist, you know. He's like he's got the perfect look. He looks like a superhero. Kyle looks like a a, a mutated lab experiment. There's Just like no Mike O'Hearn. He's got right. the look. I wouldn't categorize him as a bodybuilder. Um although, you know, he'll say he's that, you know, a ninja, Superman, you name it. Michael but Hearn barely he's, he's made got, it. He's got the look. Right. He, he granted he's he was in a ton of stuff. He was uh what? He was uh um the barbarian, he was what else? What else did he do? He was Superman he Gladiators. Gla- yeah, obviously American Gladiator. Um but yeah, I mean he was in a whole bunch of stuff. I mean he has the look. Was he Superman? Yeah. In what? Uh, I can't remember what year, but yeah, he was definitely Superman in a movie. Yeah, huh? I'm I'm almost positive. Yeah, but either way, he he wasn't a big actor. You know what I mean? He was like on a scale of one to ten, a ten being like Mel Gibson or fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was like a three. You know what I mean? He was not yeah. anywhere close to a, a real actor, and that's Michael Hearn immaculate looking charisma oozing out of his every orifice then he's six foot two just like well i don't know why kai thinks he's gonna be the one like just because you're you're a fake philosophical person who talks about nonsense like you're stoned out of your mind all the time doesn't doesn't mean just because you have a huge niche following of gay dudes and wannabe bodybuilders on Instagram doesn't mean that you're going to be like it, it doesn't translate. You know, I just don't see how if Kevin Lavroni failed at it, Jay Cutler failed at it, Gunter Schleerkamp failed at it. Who else? There's been other bodybuilders who've tried to do the acting thing and bombed out of it. I mean, wh- Lou Ferrigno. I mean, he did the Hulk. That was about it. Every well, other Lou- acting thing that he had was terrible yeah pretty much lou did well he was on uh king of queens he did all right with that but mm-hmm. um like even lou ferrigno was a one thing like he could only be the hulk you know he could either be the hulk or have a five second cameo in other movies you know that type of thing he he wasn't a guy who could just be in a different movie it's like what like try to name several different roles that kai would fit into there, there aren't, there's, there's like one and it will be some weird, like, you know, it's, it just doesn't, I don't know why this is what's going to happen. My opinion, this was, it's going to be the same as Kevin, same as Jay. They're going to try to leave the industry and they, they think they're this big swinging dick and they think they're going to go and be the next Arnold and they're going to fail. Like all of them have except Arnold because none of them are Arnold and they're going to end up back in bodybuilding. That's just how that's how it happened with Kevin. Now, now it really has happened with Kevin. He's fully back. Same with Jay. Jay tried to be a Hollywood stud, and Jay is a is like a everything Jay touches turns to gold, and he failed miserably in Hollywood. So, 
he ended up back in bodybuilding, did the BPI thing. Now he's all back into bodybuilding. Um, Gunter, not so much. He failed at being an actor, but he didn't uh, necessarily. He did pretty good. He did better than Lavroni or Jay, I would say. But he didn't really come back to bodybuilding. There was talk of it, but he never really did. So I think Kai, I don't know what it is. If it's like overconfidence or thinking that you've outgrown the sport or something, which I just don't think he has. I don't think people give a shit about Kai Green outside of bodybuilding. And no one's no, you know take... what it is? It's the people that he's surrounded by. Right. They're they're all playing him out to be, you know, something that he's really not. Uh, you know, I'm not going to name drop the names. I, we all know who surrounds Kai. Uh, not great people. But, uh, of course, they're going to blow him up and say, oh, yeah, 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 your supplement company is doing great. Yeah, until they're done using Kai for, for their own financial gain. And then they drop his ass, and then Kai looks back and goes, hmm, so not only did I really have no friends in my circle, but I have nobody anymore. They played me out to be this this person that I'm not, and now I'm left with absolutely nothing, trying to figure and, out. Uh-huh. And he's going to come crawling back. He's going to come crawling back to the bodybuilding industry. Yeah, exactly. And then mm-hmm. at that point, is, is the industry going to be receptive? Are they going to say, right. yeah, come on back with open arms? Or are they going to be like, no. You know, go find a water, uh, you know, a watermelon this time. <laughs> but I think, um, I mean, I feel like dynamic muscle is already becoming a thing of the past. I don't see shit about dynamic muscle. It's all Redcon now, you know. Yeah. So like, it's just, it's just like this circular thing of start a company with this guy and then this. I don't, I don't know. Like Dallas McCarver, Dallas McCarver. If he was trying to get into Hollywood, I'd be like, oh yeah, maybe five percent chance he makes it. Kai, I give a point zero 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 five percent chance. Dallas McCarver is this big, tall, good-looking dude, and he—he's like you could put him in roles. You know, if he trimmed down a little bit, he could be in like, like John Cena type roles, like the Marine and shit like that. He would fit that perfectly. What is a five foot eight, two hundred ninety-pound guy with terrible shape and a seven-inch-long torso gonna do in Hollywood? It's—it's it's like. Dude, you are you are you are completely engineered to be a bodybuilder. And that's pretty much that that is like I just feel like Kai Green is a bodybuilder through and through. He's never really succeeded at anything else as far as I know, and everything he has succeeded in is only because of bodybuilding. Like yeah, he's a quote businessman now. Okay, but all of that is has been garnered from his success in bodybuilding. None of it was because of anything else. None of it, you know, he had um, Oscar Arden run shit for him in the beginning. And, you know, he, he got a, a, a good, Gerard Dente took care of him with uh, muscle meds. But, and then, you know, it, it, it parlayed itself into, you know, relationship with dynamic muscle and everything. But none of he that is. He stayed with muscle meds, honestly. He should have stayed with muscle meds and kept being a fucking bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, collect, and just collect just, a paycheck to basically do nothing. Yeah. Like this just my Chris Aceto said it great when he said something like earning $500,000 a year rather than earning $150,000 a year sounds great until you realize that earning the $500,000 a year 
takes an absorbent amount of work. It's tons of stress, and you can lose it at any minute. When and the one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year is guaranteed and takes almost no work. So like these guys try to trade one hundred and fifty k doing pretty much nothing and having it be having security. They trade that for $400,000 a year with no security or false security and tons of work, tons of traveling, and tons of stress. It's like, oh, yeah, making all that money is great, but not really. It depends how the money is earned. You know, I'm, I, you know if you're making eighty grand a year and you love your life, don't go make 150 grand a year being somebody's slave. You know what I mean? Like that's not, not not that that's what Kai is doing. I'm just saying I would never like quit what I'm doing now to make triple the money, like working construction. You know what I mean? Like even if, if someone came to me and they're like, Hey, you can make $150,000 a year right now working for my construction company, 10 hour, 10 hour days, six days a week, hauling shit around. I'd be like, fuck off. No way. Well, I wouldn't even think about it. I would not even think about it. You know? So like that that's kind of like it's 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 a it's a loose analogy, but it, I think it applies. That's what Chris Aceto said. He's like these guys think that the grass is greener because there's there, there's they go the route of potentially more money, but they don't realize what they have with the little bit less money, you know, and they don't realize what all that extra money attempting to get all that. They don't realize what attempting to get all that extra money really entails. And everything that you just said is, is pretty much what I wrote about. There's, I wrote a new article. It's up on ironmagazine.com. <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, should bodybuilders start supplement companies? And, and the answer is truly no. Um, you know, Jay could do it. Ronnie could do it. Uh, you know, is Ronnie's brand successful? Mm, is Jay's brand successful? Mm, are they making at least some money? Yeah, I think Ronnie's. But, I think Ronnie's is, but people, people, it's not a traditional supplement company. It's different. It's like a he he has some sort of tie in like distribution and shit. It's not traditional. And if I had to guess, I don't think Jay's is very successful because it's it's played out. And plus the supplements, sorry, I love Jay, but they're absolute garbage. At well, least the ones that I've seen. Are. Kai's is terrible, too. Right, I, I mean, I, Kelly uh, Muscle. Oh, I yeah, mean, Kai's he, is a joke, and so are Phil's. What is it, hyphy mud or whatever? It, it tastes like hyphy shit. I mean, literally, I, I tried it, and I was, like, gagging. It was that bad. Right. I think I, mean, I, I, I will I give a – I think Ron- they made it in jail. <laughs> I mean, I would rather take a line of coke off, like, a hooker's ass than fucking take that shit. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. I think Ronnie's line is, from the stuff that I've seen, I believe that Ronnie's line is decent. I don't have any real gripes against them, but I have used and seen most of Jay, like BPI. BPI is just a complete joke of a company. I mean, the guys who run it, brilliant. Fucking brilliant. But the products themselves are, I mean, if you really know supplements, you would be flabbergasted at how fucking horrible like vortex vortex is caffeine glycerin and a trace amount of a bunch of herbs no one's heard of 
That's all it is. And it's fucking 50 bucks a bottle. There's nothing in it. Nothing. It's it's caffeine powder, literally. Or like their their test boosters are they're literally trace, and I mean trace amounts of like ginger, safflower oil, uh turmeric, shit like that. And these are okay per, like safflower oil is crap, but like ginger and turmeric are all right things, but they're 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 in such tiny 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 amounts. What they do is they take these products that are proven at probably mega doses to have some positive effect on on hormonal balance and shit. Like ginger kind of has an HCG-ish effect. Um, uh, what was the other one? Turmeric has been shown to like um, lower estrogen a little bit and stuff, blah, blah, blah. So they take these studies and they say includes an ingredient that does this, this, and this, but... Y- they're, they're like, you would need, literally, you need a hundred of those pills a day. I'm not exaggerating. Those fucking AHD and solid and fucking all those stupid BPI products that people buy. Like, if you knew your shit and you read those labels, you would be shocked at what you were fucking paying for. I mean, shocked. Well, it, I think it, we're it, missing a, a bigger picture here. And, and it's going back to the bodybuilders in the industry. There's there's a clear separation now. Like we're not back in the the 90s and early 2000s where, you know, people were like, oh wow, my favorite bodybuilder is using this product. I need to go buy it. No, people are smarter now. They know that there's no way that this product is going to make them look like that. And I think for that reason is why a lot of these companies that are started by competitors fail miserably because everybody knows that while you know Ronnie's uh, you know brand is doing okay. He didn't use those fucking products. He didn't automatically be like, you know what? I made this in my bathtub, and it's been a secret for all of these years, you know, year after year of me winning the Olympia. I'm going to start my own company now. No, it's, it's you know, stuff that's been out forever. It's what other people have been carrying for years, and they bring it out, and they throw their name on it, and they expect it to sell. It's why the industry and the Olympia isn't what it used to be. Even the Arnold because supplement companies are literally what funds the industry. And people don't know that. Without the supplement companies, there there's no funding for, you know, the prize money and, you know, to get the venues and all that stuff. If you knew the amount of money that supplement companies had to pay to be at a, you know, particular show, uh, now the smaller shows, yeah, that, that's not a lot of money. But we're talking about the Arnold, the Olympia, they're paying top dollar to have a booth there. And if you've noticed, if you were at those shows recently, the, the Arnold and the Olympia, you will see less and less supplement companies in the expo than ever before. And it's only going to go downhill from there unless they totally change things because people are sick of funding. Basically, I don't want to get into the people, but – they're funding people who are putting on these shows who, quite frankly, aren't great people to begin with. And and they're starting to catch on that you don't really need these supplements that they're taking. And their bodybuilders aren't using those products. So when they finally put two and two together and they're like, uh, I don't really want to you know, dabble in this, then then they're not. And that only hurts the industry as a whole and the sport of bodybuilding because – the IFBB is not getting the money from the sponsors, which are the supplement manufacturers. And and therefore, I mean, obviously the prize money is still there and it's only getting you know bigger by the year. 
but it, it's the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people don't know is what really is shocking to me and and what needs to change yeah and you know i used to when i was younger and i was i mean few people i don't think i've met anybody who was more of a supplement junkie than me back in like uh, 08 09 2010 2011 i mean man i would i probably i mean first of all i ran a gnc and before i ran a gnc i would go on supplement re, like big distributor like um mysupplementstore.com type sites that wasn't even around back then uh lockout subs you know bodybuilding.com places like that i would go on there and i would literally just click on products random products read the description read the ingredients read about the ingredients and then click on it i would i would spend hours on supplement sites just read i was i don't know why but i was like so so intrigued by supplements and now and i used to get so mad at people like dave palumbo not mad but i would be like oh yeah whatever fucking old dude like i used to get mad at dave palumbo saying you don't need any supplements all these fancy supplements are bullshit all you need is some fish oil multivitamin maybe a little bit of protein maybe a joint product some fiber you know he would always say this and it was like his whole line and i'm like oh yeah whatever like blah blah blah, blah. and now that I'm older and my brain works a little bit better, he was fucking 100% right. I don't take any, like, the, you know what works? Fish oil, multivitamin, protein, which is debatable. Protein's like protein. I mean, I'd much rather have food than a shake. I use the Iron Mag Whey Isolate, but it's really just for sweet tooth. Um, I like to mix it with fiber and shit. It, it is a, it's a good, no pun intended, but... um. <laughs> You know, you got fish oil, joint products are okay as long as they're like sulfate and there's the, there's a lot that goes into the joint products. I use the Iron Mag joint product, of course. Um, it's, it's really supplements in regards to building muscle don't really work. The only ones that work are real shit, pro hormones and steroids. And some peptides and shit. Those are the only things that are going to really help. And creatine, I guess. Yeah. But... Those are the only ones that are really going to help you build muscle. All the other fancy horse shit doesn't really do shit. And I used to get so mad at people who said that to me because I was so into supplements, but they were totally right. And it's like, now I take like, I take a lot of supplements. I take half the Iron Mag line at least. And then I also take, you know, well, a lot of it's Iron Mag, fish oil, joint, um, fiber, um, cranberry, cycle support, which is um, milk thistle, um, saw palmetto, um, uh, NAC, N-acetyl, cysteine for the liver, you know, stuff like that. I take all like the health stuff. I take some B vitamins, extra B6, zinc, magnesium, all the, you know, I just take pretty much 95% of my supplementation is just for health. And Cause I've learned over years and years and years of, of, of doing this, that, Building muscle is all about training and diet. I mean, 99.9999% of it is training and diet. Unless you dabble into real shit, then it's a different story. But over-the-counter supplements, if I mean, pro-hormones are a different story. Pro-hormones will definitely work, but like natural, I guess we'll say, over-the-counter supplements, it's just like I've never taken one that helped me build muscle really. 
creatine's no. like the only one. And even creatine to me kind of seemed temporary. Like it was only when I was on it, which I used to get mad at. I used to get mad when people said that. They're like, "Oh, well, creatine really only works when you're on it. Then when you come off, you go back to normal." I used to be like, "That's not true," because I was so pro supplements, you know. And but that, that kind of is true. Now looking, I don't even really use creatine. I use Max Pump. Again, even pre-workouts. Like pre-workouts are they're great to like Max Pump gets me fired up, dude. I work a 11-hour day. I walk like 10 miles at work. And then I'll get home and I'm like, "Man, I am dead. I do not want to go to the gym, but I have to train." Have what, you know, whatever. And I'll slam some Max Pump and I, it, it it lights me up and I go there and I kill the weights. But as far as like the pre-workouts putting muscle on you and making this crazy pump and shit like the, the, the muscle and pump is going to be all about your your hydration, what you're eating, your sleep, blah, 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 blah. The, the supplements are so – when people think about a muscle pump, they think about nitric oxide boosters. It's like – that's like that's like talking about – thinking about nitric oxide boosters when you want to get a pump is like thinking about what TV is in the living room when you want to buy a house. That's what it's like. I mean, what? Who the fuck? It, it, like, okay, that matters a tiny bit, but it's a tiny, tiny bit, and it shouldn't even be worried about. Unless your eating is perfect, your sleep is perfect, your hydration is perfect, your electrolytes are perfect, and your training is perfect, then you can fucking worry about NO boosters and shit making a difference. You know, the, it, it's just like I'm on this huge supplement rant now. It's not even what we're talking about, but yeah, I just. I just uh, and I do believe that people are starting to catch on, like you're saying, and that's why I think that what's going to happen is eventually all these little shitty companies are going to die off, which they die off every day, anyways, and we're going to be left with how it used to be. We're going to be left with like several big name good supplement companies, you know, like Ultimate Nutrition, maybe one of them. Um, Iron Mag Labs will probably be one of them, you know, like it's, it's just going to be the companies that make stuff that actually works and they have a good reputation and they don't fucking get in trouble all the time. I think those are the companies that are going to end up surviving and we're going to go back to how it was when there was only a few supplement companies and people didn't like, I hope that we go back to where people didn't like rely on supplements you know back when supplements were supplements right but i don't know i I don't know it's hard for me to say because i used to really work heavily in the supplement industry obviously and now i don't so it's kind of like maybe my my vision of the whole thing's a little bit skewed but i don't know i think the whole these guys making supplement companies i said this way back on with uh, on the air with uh, Taylor Normando when we were doing um one sh- I don't know what show it was we were doing a show together and we were talking about guys starting supplement companies and just how it's like this was 2013 we were talking about how played out it is and how they just they use their name and make these shitty supplements like at some point people are going to catch on you know and realize that it's a joke when Dallas McCarver this 25 year old kid who has outstanding genetics starts a like what what does Dallas McCarver know about? He's been training for five years. 
What does he know about supplements? He could eat dog shit and look better than all of us. What the fuck does he know about supplements? You know, it's it's like, why would you want him to formulate your supplements or even be involved? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does that even... The only people who are going to buy into that are like 18-year-old gullible kids who don't have functioning brains yet. You know, so like, I don't think that that group of people is as big as it used to be and i think that's what's killing it you know well i think people are are jumping the gun too and i mean going back to what you said earlier i mean you don't if if you're so far ahead of yourself and you don't have the foundation built already you know kind of going back to your house model you know if if you haven't even poured the foundation yet and you're already trying to pick out a television or you know what type of drapes you want in your house or whatever you're so far ahead of the, you know, where you need to be, you're you're doomed to fail. Like it's it's not going to work in your favor because it, nothing ever does, you know, if if you're trying to plan too far ahead. And supplements are the same way. Like unless you have your diet and and your your training down and spot on, supplements really aren't going to do anything for you. I mean, sure, you know, like you said, the the pre workouts. You know, they'll get you going and, and, you know, help you, you know, hit the gym hard. But, like, everything else that you're going to be taking, if if your training and nutrition isn't solid already, you're really just throwing your money away. Right. Exactly. 100%. And uh, to end this whole conversation, it started with Kai and his, his I don't even know what to call it, his, um, his journey to trying to be a Hollywood actor or whatever he's trying to be acting career. You know, I mean, one of my favorite quotes is from one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite characters, Woody from toy story. Woody said, reach for the sky. And I love that Kai is reaching for the sky. You know what I mean? Like that's what everyone should do that. But I think it's a little premature and ill-advised because it's been done before. And it's people just – I hate to say that, like, someone's going to fail at something because, like I said, people should reach for the sky and people should 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 not settle. But I don't know. I just don't see Kai Green succeeding in any sort of mainstream anything. It just I, – I just don't – I'd like someone to explain to me how that is going to work. If it didn't work for Kevin – it didn't work for Jay. It didn't work for Gunter. I mean, you know. You're already successful in, in one thing. And because you right. have a passion for something else, doesn't mean that you're going to be a professional in, in whatever your passion truly is. I mean, that would be like, you know, Justin Bieber saying, you know, I love playing basketball. I'm going to go play in the NBA and, you know, get his ass kicked. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. You know, your your claim to fame is you're a musician. Stick with it. Make your money. You know, retire. Live happy, you know, <laughs> as long as you can, you know, without having to do anything. Right. I mean, just live the life. You know, for Kai to basically leave an industry that's basically paid his bills all the years, um, I, I don't think it's going to be very successful. Let me put it this way. You bring up a great point. Let's say, okay, what percent of the population has the ability to be a professional bodybuilder, a top professional bodybuilder? I mean, 
a tiny fraction of a percent. And then you have to think how many people, what percentage of the population in the world has the ability to be a top Hollywood actor? Again, a tiny little fraction of a percent. So to to think that you are blessed with both of those is like just such a, it's so unlikely, you know? Especially considering that they're completely different things. So being the best football player in the world and the best soccer player in the world, they're kind of, they're athletics, you know? So although that would be ultra, ultra rare in a once in a lifetime thing to ever see, it's even that is far more feasible than someone who has dynamite bodybuilding genetics of the of the highest order and the charisma confidence intelligence and acting ability to be a hollywood star you know to have to think someone has both of those abilities is like that's almost a superhuman individual and kai's not that guy i just don't think he's i I just don't believe he's that guy if kevin's not and jay's not and gunter's not and michael hearn for god's sake michael hearn was never a top bodybuilder no. And he says natural, blah, 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 whatever. But he wasn't a top bodybuilder no matter how you slice it, no matter why or whatever. So, And he wasn't a top actor either, not even close, really. So, I mean, it just seems super unlikely and like you're diving into the deep end when you – just because you're really good at waiting around in the shallow end, you know. But look at how people try to jump from one industry – or I shouldn't say – I guess my examples would be the kind of the same industry. Michael Jordan, millions and millions of dollars made in basketball. Nah, I'm going to go play baseball. Failed. Tim Tebow, football, 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 football. I'm Tim Tebow. I'm playing football. Oh, now I'm going to try baseball. Guess what's going to happen? He's going to fail. Yeah. And those are those are like those are similar professions. Compared to bodybuilding and acting, those are I very mean, if you're similar. An athlete, you're an athlete, right? You know that's that's what you are. You're an athlete. Kai's oh, an athlete. Also, but... on the Michael Jordan thing, let, let me tell everybody: nobody quits the sport that they that they dreamed of as, as since they were a little child. On top of the world, nobody quits that sport and plays a different sport because they want to. Okay, something else went. Ha- what happened during that? Like, there's so many Michael Jordan nut huggers that refuse to believe like the truth about him. But I think he was banned from the NBA because of his gambling bullshit that he deals with, or something. Nobody. There's a reason. There's only one example in human history of that happening. A top top athlete on top of their game, best in the world, just going to play another sport at an amateur level. There's a reason that's never happened before, and nobody questions it. They're all like, oh, well, he just thought he could do it. Like, fuck off. Something else motivated that. Nobody would well, he ever... He was blaming it. I shouldn't say blaming it. He was he was saying that it was because of his father. Bullshit. Um, you know, when his Bullshit. father died, he was like, ah, I just don't have the passion for basketball anymore. I'm going to go play baseball. Bullshit. It, it, it was, yeah, it was odd. Bullshit. I don't believe that for one sec. Listen... I hear, I like the quote, I don't believe anything, rather I follow evidence. And there is no evidence 
that makes any sense at all that he would leave basketball on his own terms at that moment. He came back, like he came back in his late thirties. Why would he have left in his? It doesn't like. Come on, people, like put two and two together for fuck's sake. But, anyways, we got to move on from this shit. Forty-three minutes of Kai Green babble. <laughs> Dexter or Kevin? Which one do you want to talk about, Matt? Uh, you know what? Let's let's talk about Dexter. Okay, so Dexter Jackson wins the Arnold Europe. Arguably, Chris Aceto was Chris Aceto's very biased towards his guys. Um, and then you got like Dave Plumbo was very biased towards conditioning. But Chris Aceto was. I have never heard anyone who listened to the latest Heavy Muscle Radio. They talk about the Arnold Europe. I have never heard Chris Aceto be that high on a competitor he's helping. He talked about Rami as if he were Ronnie Coleman 03. I mean, he was like, I've never heard Chris be so positive and overwhelmingly confident in the dominance of one of his athletes over other pro athletes. Then, then I heard him on that show. It was like kind of crazy how he talked about Rami. He basically said it wasn't close. He shat on the rest of the field, and they were all great. He's, he's, he basically said like Rami was he. It was almost as if he was saying Rami was arguably the greatest bodybuilder he's ever seen on that night. It was that intense, but that's why I say it's potentially arguable. But but Dexter looked great. Fuller than the Olympia. He was better than the Olympia. More fullness. Still crisp as can be. Um, nowhere close to his best. I have a picture of of him from like 2011 or something when he won the Masters doing a front double bicep. And he would eat his own. Dude, he was insane even back then. And he wasn't even his best then. But the, the, the reason we're bringing up Dexter is not because he won the Arnold Europe. I mean, he's won nine Arnolds or whatever. The reason is... He is now the most winningest bodybuilder in the sports history with, I believe you can make a case for Vince Taylor. There's like some like shows that people don't count and stuff, I think, but I bet if you ask Vince, he'd say he was, but he's now officially the most winningest bodybuilder in the sports history. He has 27 wins. I believe it is Ronnie Coleman had 26 and he's going to continue. So, and it really is amazing whether or not you think he won, whether or not you are delusional and you think he's the best he's ever been. He looks unbelievable still. Full, hard, pops everywhere, crisp muscles, separation, not too lumpy bumpy. He has some shot up areas. Fucking everyone does now. But he just he looks so good for 47 years old. Now he's the most winningest bodybuilder of all time. And it's just People should go back and listen to radio shows and shit from like 2010, 2011 when Dexter was losing to Evan Senapani and losing to Ben Pakulski. Dude, Ben Pakulski, Ben Pakulski beat Dexter Jackson at an Arnold Classic in like 2012 or 2011. I mean, put the nail on the cop. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. You're done. Ben Pakulski, you know, and, and 
everyone, everyone was like, well, yeah, he should still keep competing. I remember Matt Meinrod and I talked about, on one of my first bodybuilding podcasts ever, we talked about the idea of Dexter dropping down to the 212 because he can no longer compete in the open. Him and I both had a serious discussion over Dexter dropping down to the 212, which at the time he absolutely could have, no matter how much he lies about his weight, he could have. But, and he probably would have stomped people at that point. At this point, he would get blown away in the 212 because he would still have a wide waist and he would lose all his muscle. But, yeah, I just, it's insane to go back and listen to those old podcasts that are five, six years ago and listen to top industry experts say, you know, I think he's done, you know, it's it's run its course, he had a great career, blah, blah, blah. And then... Five, six years later, he's second at the Olympia, beating Rami and Sean. I mean, it's un- like this will never happen again. Never again. It would be who's a, it'd be, you know what it'd be like? Exactly what it would be like. Not exactly, but pretty fucking close. It'd be like in five years from now, um, Victor Martinez placing second at the Olympia. That's what it would be like, pretty much. Because Victor right now, like, he's okay, but sometimes he gets beat by guys who should never beat him. Like, right now, William Bonac is stomping Dexter, or, or stomping Victor, you know? Um, guys like Dallas McCarver are right there with Victor. Guys that should not be beating Victor are beating Victor because he's, like, 44 or whatever. It will be, and, and, and all the industry experts are saying, eh, I don't know, he's probably past this and that. It'd be like him placing second to fucking whoever wins the Olympia in five years. It doesn't even seem possible or another or like Johnny Jackson well he's a little bit older too like who's a bodybuilder who's in their 40s right now and is starting to like Branch Warren it'd be like Branch Warren coming back in 2021 in placing second to somebody it's like completely irreal unrealistic what he has done it's unbelievable it really is like how, how do you how do experts on the sport think that you're done Six years before you dominate everybody. You know, it's crazy, crazy. Well, here are some of my points. And and going back to um, your point of no one's ever going to do this again. Dexter's going to keep running. And I know we spoke about it on the last show. And I was kind of like, you know, he could win this show and, and ride off into the sunset being the winningest bodybuilder ever, um, you know, collecting another paycheck and, and saying, you know, farewell. I think... Kevin has something to do with him continuing as well. Um, and, and we'll get on to that later if we have time. Um, next, I think Kevin continuing in, in 2017 is kind of giving Dexter that little extra edge to say, okay, let's go. And I think that's going to continue to push him to, to keep competing. I mean, not that, not like he needs another reason to, I mean, he's one of the best bodybuilders in the world and that's why he's now the winningest bodybuilder. Um, but I think it comes down to look at all the top bodybuilders these days. And, and, and this is why we're never going to see this ever again and why everyone just needs to kind of soak in this moment and go, wow, what a career has Dexter, you know, been through, you know, in, in his entire life of, of competing. And you have Phil, Phil's only doing the Olympia every year. Phil's never going to beat this record. He, he's he's only looking at Sandow's at this point. You know, you had Jay, 
who at that point was only kind of doing, um, you know, the Arnolds and the Olympias. And in the same thing with, with Ronnie, who kind of bowed out and only went to, you know, the Olympias after a while. And, and I think that's what we're going to see. We, we're not going to have guys like Dexter that are going to be doing multiple shows every single year, multiple Arnolds, you know, going to the New York Pro and, and some of those types of shows. No one's going to do that anymore because, you know what, it's so taxing on the body. And I think, I think you have to give props to Dexter because, yes, in the offseason, like the true offseason for Dexter, he gets big, like big. Um, but for the most part, he stays conditioned, you know, pretty much throughout the year. I mean, he's never yeah. really far he never used out. To get, he never used to get big. He didn't start getting big in the offseason until like 2000, maybe 2009, 2008. He started getting big in the offseason. Before yep. that, he was he kind of did the Kevin thing. Not as yeah. extreme, but yeah, kind. he was smaller in the offseason. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it allowed him to do multiple shows because he didn't have to diet as long as some of these other guys would have to, you know, just to step on stage. And I think that really helped Dexter throughout his career. So, I mean, from that standpoint, I don't think we'll ever see anybody beat this record. And, I mean, Dexter, he could go over 30, uh, you know, easily, easily by the easily. end of next year if he keeps going. He if could, that he was could his... do the Arnolds. He could do the New York <sighs> Pro again. Dude. I mean, he, he could clean sweep a lot of these shows, mm -hmm. you know, as long as there's no injuries or he, he doesn't totally blow something yeah. out of proportion with his. He wins his any physique. show. Any show that's not the Arnold Olympia, he automatically wins, and he might win the Arnold again. You know, if his goal is to win thirty, he will win thirty. Yeah. End of story. Yep. It, I mean, at this point, you could really make a strong case for Dexter being the greatest bodybuilder to ever live. I mean, not only has the most wins. Yeah, he only has one Olympia title, but he's got a second. He's got a few thirds. He has the most Arnold wins with five. And then the other Arnolds, which are kind of a joke compared to the Columbus one, in my opinion. But, yeah. I mean, Brandon Curry won one of them. And what, Tony Freeman <laughs> was second at 49 years old. Yeah. But, you know, I just think winning Olympias is not the only the only um, marker of greatness in bodybuilding. And I think Dexter is just, he's more special than Ronnie was for sure. Because Ronnie, if you say who was like Ronnie, well, Lee Haney was like Ronnie. Lee Haney was better than Ronnie. Lee Haney fucking retired at 31. You know what I mean? Lee Haney could have went on for 10 more years. And won many more Olympias. He would have went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Dorian until Dorian retired. He was that much of a freak. So you can't say that Ronnie was like completely different than every other guy. No, he wasn't. He didn't come out of... He didn't like... It took him a long time to get to where he got. He, you know, he was pushed by Jay. He was pushed by uh, <clears throat> Kevin. He was no more dominant than uh, Lee Haney. And Lee Haney did it all with way less training and way younger. Who was like Dexter? You know, I mean, maybe you could say Albert Beckles or somebody. I mean, maybe, but like, 
Not really, because Albert Beckles didn't win at Arnold or anything. So I think Dexter is far more unique in what he has accomplished. And he'll continue to become, just separate himself from the field and how unique he is. I mean, the guy's 47 and he was pissed off with being the third best bodybuilder in the world this year. It's crazy. It is crazy. And, I mean, like I said, there's no... There's really nobody else that you can compare him to. He kind of stands alone in that realm of consistency and wins and everything like that. So for that reason, I do believe you could make a case for him being the greatest of all time. He's ageless. The dude never changes. I mean, yes, we've been critical of him, you know, uh, about his midsection. But other than that, I mean... He's holding on, he's, yeah. He's he's done what he needed to you know to do in order to progress as a bodybuilder. When the shift started going more towards the mass freaks, and and he was starting to get dwarfed on stage, he made the changes. Yes, yep. granted, his his midsection got a little out of control, um, but you know it it doesn't look bad on stage, uh, you know compared to some of the other guys. But right. I mean. His physique, in my opinion, and and we've said this on the show several times, you know, over over the thirty some that that you and I have already done, um, where you know it's it's literally one of the best physiques that has ever stepped on stage. Every time we know that Dexter's competing, we pretty much know what package he's going to bring. It's not like a a Ruli or a Rami where you're like, well, shit, what. How's he going to look on stage? Is he going to come in like totally bloated, you know, nine months pregnant? Is he going to, you know, spill over? What's his conditioning going to look like? Is, you know, he's going to look like a train wreck. You pretty much know every time Dexter steps on stage, he's going to be top five if he's not winning the show. Yep. And you know what? As crazy as it sounds, his body looks younger in person. I mean, <laughs> I saw him pretty close to the stage at the 2015 Arnold where he won. And, um, where Cedric got fucked that, that year, um, where pregnant Justin Compton beat Cedric somehow. Okay. But he, I mean, his skin and stuff at that show was, when I say flawless, I mean flawless. I mean, he just looked like plastic, you know? He looked like an action figure. You know how you get a brand new action figure? I work at a toy store now, so this is a good um this is a good uh analogy. A brand new action figure has no it has no what's the word? There's no um I can't think of the word. It's it's escaped me right now. But there's no like nothing wrong with it. There's no blemishes. That's the word. Because it's not real, you know? It's a piece of plastic. So nothing about it has any, there's no aging, there's no blemishes of any kind. And from like the 10th row at, at, at that Arnold, he looked like like his abs and shit, there's no like bumpy, lumpy, stretch smart, there's none of that shit. It's all perfectly smooth, perfectly rounded muscle, all of it, you know? It's crazy that he looks like that. You don't see scars. You don't see lumps. You don't see, like, uh, color, like, differential. Everything is perfectly smooth. He looks artificial. He looks Photoshopped 
on stage. Like, he looks filtered. That's what he looks like. Still, to this day, you know, you see a guy like um, Brandon Curry who looks like that, perfect skin and shit, but the guy's 28 or whatever, you know? He's not 47, like, or at the time, Dexter was like 45, but it really is remarkable how ageless the guy is. And even when, even his face doesn't look that old when he's not, um, if he doesn't have the gray beard, when he has the gray beard and he's in contest shape, he looks pretty old. But when he doesn't have the beard and he's not in contest shape, so he doesn't have the gaunt face, he doesn't really look old at all. I mean, it's just amazing. And, uh, I have a feeling in shows to come, on shows to come, we are probably going to be discussing even more amazing things about Dexter. You know? I just, I feel like it's not over. I think he, I thought maybe he was done after this Olympia. I wasn't so super impressed, especially at prejudging, but I think it was a a miscalculation because at this show, he looked very good. Maybe Rami could have beat him. Rami's huge and whatever, but man, he looked really good. And I feel like we will, we're, we're going to, I feel that we're going to come to a point where Dexter does, like right now we're talking about him breaking the all-time record. I have a feeling that we're going to see him do something else that's even more incredible than that in the future. And we're going to talk about it even more flabbergasted when that happens, you know? Yeah, I mean Dexter. Dexter's holding his own. I mean, in in the Arnold Europe, could Rami have won? That's that's arguable. I mean, it really could have went either way. Rami is in in that show. In my opinion was kind of like Dexter two point in terms of size. Um, Dexter definitely looked better this show than he did at the Olympia. Um, he definitely looked harder. There was more separation in his legs. I know that's something that we spoke about. Um, last week when we talked about Dexter on, on the Olympia stage, didn't seem like he had deep cuts in, in his quads and, and a lot of separation. Uh, I mean, he, he didn't have it in this show either, but it, it was improved uh, compared to, to his Olympia debut up there. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I, I honestly thought that this might be the year that, that he goes out and, and just kind of hangs it up and says, it's been a great run. You know, I now have the record. You know, I appreciate the fans, all my supporters, but uh, I'm done. And it it doesn't seem that way. He he came off the stage in Barcelona, and it seemed like he was ready to go, like on to the next one. Like, okay, cool, where yep. are we going to go now? Fresh um, looking, yep. And and that was surprising to me because I I thought you know, dude, this bodybuilding takes a lot out of you. I mean, unless. Hell yeah. Unless you're in the industry and you understand, you know, what we're talking about with the dieting, the training, the lifestyle. I mean, the lifestyle in general is enough to drive people fucking insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you eat, you train, you sleep. If you have any type of home life or family, you know, you do what you got to do. But other than that, like, that is your life. There's there's nothing else else that exists. Um, and that's what these guys do. Yes, some of them have businesses outside of, you know, their their bodybuilding and, and what you see on stage. But uh, for the most part, that's uh, it is what it is. Bodybuilding is their life. And and for Dexter, it it's been his lifelong career. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to see another Dexter. No, I I mean we aren't. You know, if bodybuilding survives, it probably won't. 
another 100 years, maybe we'll see another one. But not. I don't feel that I'm going to see another Dexter in my life. I would not bet on it. Like I said, there's never been a case where industry experts predict the guy is on his way out and he is arguably the best bodybuilder in the world six years later. It just doesn't even make sense. It's like a fairy tale story. It's almost as crazy as people saying Kevin Lavroni was going to be top three in the Olympia. It's it's like it's it's pretty much as outlandish as that to think that somebody who's on their way out, according to experts, in 2010 is arguably the best in the world in 2016. Right. I mean, crazy, just crazy. But you know, um, I think uh, I probably wrap it up there. It's been a great show. Um, I think I just definitely want to give Dexter his just due just because yes, I mean, the guy is, it's unbelievable. It really is. It's just, it's just crazy. But, and you know what? We were talking about Kai and this is good. This is a good little um, point. It's appropriate to, to say Dexter is doing exactly what we earlier recommended Kai should have done. He is pure bodybuilding. He promotes several bodybuilding shows. He works for a supplement company, works for a supplement company. He failed, by the way. Blade Nutrition failed. Yeah, but terribly. Um, he works for Ultimate Nutrition, which is smart. He makes money promoting in bodybuilding his field, and he continues to compete. There's no talk of him being in... I mean, he's in local commercials and stuff in Jacksonville because he's kind of he's a, a celebrity in Jacksonville, but he's not talking about being in Hollywood. He's not talking about fucking starting a whatever. You know, he's he does bodybuilding because that's his thing. That's what he knows. That's what he's good at, and he makes tons of money doing it. He's super successful, and he has unlimited money security at this point. Yeah, and. uh I think that's very smart of him. And it's it's literally exactly what we're saying that Kai should have done is exactly what Dexter is doing, you know? So not only is he arguably the greatest bodybuilder to ever live, he is very smart in the business of bodybuilding as well, which is, is also amazing. So definitely, like, hats off to Dexter. The guy is... Whether you like him, hate him, whatever, the guy is just a, a very, very, very special individual. And uh, got to give him his props there. But I look forward to covering his next impossible accomplishment. So On to uh, 30. Yeah, 100%. He's probably going to win next week. So with that, check out ironmagazine.com. That's where this show airs. You can find it on iTunes. Um. All our articles are over there, ironmagazine.com. Uh, most of the best writers in the industry write for Iron Magazine. Tons of info, tons of opinions, all that good stuff. Ironmaglabs.com. Uh, go there, support the show, support the bodybuilding industry by buying from Iron Mag. We support the whole industry. Kind of, we're like almost at this point, Iron Mag's kind of like the glue that holds everything together as far as bodybuilding media is concerned. What else? I don't know. That's about it. Uh, International Iron with myself and Lee Priest, also at ironmagazine.com. we got a new show coming out here in a couple days. I'm actually recording it in about four hours. Uh, well, a little less than about three hours. I'm recording it with 
the tank, Charles Dixon, who I think got kind of screwed at the Olympia in the 212. His best package ever. Waist was in. Shredded. Huge. But uh, we'll have him on with Lee. Talk about Kevin, the Olympia, all that stuff. I want to get... I really want to ask Lee how Kevin's comeback makes him feel. Like, what kind of emotions, you know what I mean? What kind of emotions Lee gets. Because Lee's kind of from that era. A little younger. Obviously, he's much younger than Kevin. But Lee came into the game so young that they're kind of from the same era. So, I'd like to get his take on, like, how it makes him feel to see him up there. I wonder Um, if he would ever step on stage again. 100% he would. 100% he would. But... He's injured. He but he only he's not a fool. He would only he wouldn't step on stage looking like Kevin did. He would only step on stage if he could get close back to what he was, you know. And he I could. I would love to see him compete. Yep, I'm going to bring that I'm going to bring that up too, so uh it's going to be a great show. Definitely don't miss that. Uh at ironmaglabs.com and also ironmagresearch.com, you can use coupon code JEFF15 GEOFF15 at checkout for 15% off your purchase. And if you spend enough money, you also get free shipping. So that's a pretty good deal. And uh, that's all I got, Matt. What do you got? I got nothing. I th- it was a good show. I think we covered not as much as, as what we were planning yeah. on. Uh, we kind of went sideways with the Kai thing. Um, but it was a good episode. I mean, episode 62, uh, we just continue to, to bring you guys cool content. That was the fastest 69 minutes of my entire life. That, that did go fast, but I think yep. we say that we usually end off the show and then we close it out and then you and I, you know, have some dialogue back and forth, um, you know, before we actually sign off. And uh, right. I think we say that every time we say, oh, yeah, we looked at the at the clock and at this point and we were like, oh, man, we still have a lot to cover. We're at like 43 minutes when we stopped talking about Kai. I, I was like, Jesus, I expect that to be a 10 minute topic. But, you know, <laughs> I like it like that. That's how that means we're really dissecting the topics and. I hate listening to shows and they, the, the the host will bring up a really juicy topic and just just kind of skim over it. It's like what the fuck? Like I want to hear about that. So I like that we. I think that people appreciate that we delve into the topic. So if you're a bodybuilding fan, you like this show, tell people about it. Tell your friends about it. Tell them that it's a good bodybuilding show. If you like bodybuilding podcasts, I mean, there aren't really any bodybuilding podcasts that are as in depth and honest as this one. And both of us have a lot of experience and stuff. So share it around. Let people know. Um, With that, we come to the end of another episode of Central Bodybuilding. This is episode 62. I am Jeff Roberts for Matt Wyke. And we are out. See ya.